Good morning. Good morning. Ah, that's kind of weak. Good morning. Good morning. Woohoo! Welcome to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, where we are worshiping Jesus Christ, living out God's love, and transforming community by the Holy Spirit. Um, yesterday, oh, today is Sunday, November 6th. Is that correct? Okay, we're celebrating all saints. It's also a communion service for those of you listening on the podcast. Uh, make sure you have your elements ready. And if you're new to this congregation, just a heads up, um, we do communion a little different right after we sing the Lord's Prayer. It's a pretty dramatic and pretty wonderful experience, but just giving you the heads up. Um, I think that yesterday, yesterday we applied... Today's sermon, my sermon today is on caring, and yesterday we had a phenomenal meal. We had Pastor Hector Islas from Casa de la Ferreira making chorizo and egg uh, breakfast burritos, and then we had the Atkins family laying down the uh, Belgian waffles with whipped cream infused with syrup. So next time you have one of these work days, make sure you don't miss it. That was ridiculously good. And then we did, uh, we did some, we made some damage, right? I think we cleaned up uh, a bunch of the closets and had a whole bunch of fun doing it. So praise God for that. Um, next couple weeks, Sharon, Reverend Jaeger-Lenner, is that right? I always say Jaeger-Lenner, but everybody's been saying, no, no, it's Jaeger-Lenner, okay? Jaeger-Lenner. Jaeger Leonard's going to be preaching. We're going to be praying over the Operation Christmas Child uh, boxes, which are going to be going out later on in the month. Uh, just don't miss it. I, would, I wouldn't miss it. And then the week after that, ordination and installation of our new deacons and elders for our next class of 2023. Would you please stand with me? Our call to worship this morning comes from Psalm 145. Verses 1 through 3, and I'm going to be reading them from the Passion Translation. My heart explodes with praise to you, O God. Now and forever my heart bows in worship to you, my King and my God. Every day I will lift up my praise to your name with praises that will last throughout eternity. Lord, you are great. Lord, you are worthy of the highest praise. For there is no end to the discovery of the greatness that surrounds you. Let's sing of the faithfulness of God.
Please be seated and send the children and youth forward. Okay, good morning, everybody. You know, it's only 18 days away from Thanksgiving. Hopefully all of you are ready. And I thought I would spend my little part on the history of Thanksgiving with you. I think a lot of you know it started in 1621 with the pilgrims. You know, that first Thanksgiving was three days long. Uh, we had 53 pilgrims, one of them being actually my ancestor, Governor Bradford, and 90 Indians, American Indians, made it to the first one. But after that, it was not a regular event. And until about 1789, when George Washington became president, he wanted a Thanksgiving to honor the battle of the American Revolution. And once again, it was a one-and-done thing. It was not a regular part of our American culture. Until 1863, and many of you know that uh, July 1, 2, and 3 was the Battle of Gettysburg. And in October of that year, October 3, Abe Lincoln thought Thanksgiving should be an annual event. And he was the first one to really push for that. And so officially, it rolled out being November 26 of 1863. And why do we give thanks? We give thanks for God, for his abundantness to all of us. Thankful for our families, our friends, and the opportunities of being here. And it's a good time for us to think about what he's done for us, for dying on the cross, for us, those who believe in him, to have eternal life. And so, while we're thinking about Thanksgiving over the next couple of weeks, you might as well give it a thought. So we say a prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for everybody here. Thank you for the opportunity of us to worship you and praise you. I ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship his holy name, sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship your holy The sun comes up, it's a new day dawning. It's time to sing your song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when the evening comes. Worship His holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul, I worship Your holy name. You're rich in love and you're slow to anger. Your name is great and your heart is kind. For all your goodness I will keep on singing. Ten thousand reasons for my heart to find. Oh, sing it out. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. 
worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, I'll worship Your holy abounds in deepest waters your sovereign hand will be my guide where feet may fail and fear remounts me you never failed and you won't start now 
above the waves when oceans rise my soul will rest in your embrace for I am yours and you are mine oh you are mine oh Let's confess to our God. Eternal God. You're supposed to say this with me, right? Okay. Eternal God, in every age you raised up men and women to live and die in faith. We confess that we are indifferent to your will. You call us to proclaim your name but we are silent. You call us to do what is just, but we remain idle. You call us to live faithfully, but we are afraid. In your mercy, forgive us. Who have... 
that join with those from past who have served you with faith, hope, and love. We may inherit the kingdom you proclaimed in Jesus Christ. Amen. It says in God's word that if we are faithful to confess our sins to our God, our Heavenly Father, through the sacrifice paid for from his one and only son, Jesus the Christ. He removes our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. That's very far. In the name of Jesus Christ, I declare we are forgiven. Please stand. No, we're not standing. Don't, don't you dare stand. Everybody sit down again. As we go into this time of remembrance, we want to look at what our faith, our church, teaches us about life beyond here. And so I will invite you to read with me a section from our brief statement of faith. So if you would... Join me in reading that. In life and in death, we belong to God. Through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, we trust in the one triune God, the Holy One of Israel, whom we alone worship and serve. With believers in every time and place, We rejoice that nothing in life or in death can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now you may stand. Gospel of John, as Jesus was preparing to leave, he told his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And as we see the slides of our loved ones, we hold that thought, that where I am, there you may be also. Ray Cameron. Harriet Steinhaus Dick. Margot's partner, Patrick Sweetland. Elizabeth Van Doren. Sandy's father, Larry Corbett, Sr. Gil Keller.
Jeff's mother, Betty Red. Sam's sister, Mary Elaine Bell. Doreen's mother, Marjorie Lou. Elsie Hughes. Sandy's brother, Larry Corbett, Jr. Dorothy Shrupp. Will you pray with me? Eternal God, we remember with thanksgiving those who have loved and served you in your church on earth, who now rest from their labors, especially those most dear to us, whom we silently name. Keep us in fellowship with all your saints, and bring us at last to the joy of your heavenly kingdom. Amen. And now would you remain seated as we sing for all the saints.
We're finishing off our vision page. We went through our mission statement during October. Um, there's vision. We have a vision page in the back if you want to look at what our session has come up with for going ahead forward. We're still working on getting a graphic designer to look at it. But basically, there's been a change in how vision and mission statements for businesses and churches has changed. Um, the old style was mission and vision statements. Those were the two things, and they were carrying too much information. That's what was the opinion of most businesses and churches. And so this guy named Will Mancini came out with this book, Church Unique. He, he, he pulled these two ideas together of our call as a local outpost of God's kingdom and what the current effective businesses are running like. And they have a mission statement that's really brief and memorable. It answers, what are you? Do- what are you? you know? And then it has a strategy. How do you do it? And then it, it goes through values, the heart in which you do it, and then mission measures, what a touchdown looks like, what it looks like when this place is firing on all, I don't know, 87 to 90 cylinders, you know what I mean? And then that doesn't change. That's this place. That's what we're about. That's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to do it. That's a strategy, all that stuff. But what changes is your vision. And the first vision that our, our, our session has come up with is to care and flourish. We did flourish last week. And by flourish, I mean evangelize. I mean turn outward and start loving people like we've been loved by Jesus. To go into the world rather than retreat from it. So it was a little harder message, right? I got a little fiery. This one is what we're good at. My Greek professor, he is, is Lex Woodbury, he would say, okay, today we're going to take the ship out and it's going to be learning some really hard concepts and just hang on to your hats and glasses. And he would make up quotes. He would say, as Martin Luther would say, it's time, it's time to leave. You know, he would, never mind. I guess it's not that funny when it's not coming from Lex. Anyway, today is a safety. We're in the harbor. And we're going to hear from Paul, the apostle, on how to care. How to care for ourselves. How to care for one another. And he, he teaches this out of this letter that he wrote to his young disciple, his young buck, his up-and-coming church planter, a kid named Timothy. One of the most important things, this is just a side note, one of the most important things about Timothy is his grandmother, right? His grandmother was really good friends with Paul and actually was an early church leader. So women in ministry, you guys can just be quiet. Because <laughs> you know, women should be in ministry. Yeah, they are in ministry. Never mind, that's a different sermon. Open your Bibles up to 1 Timothy chapter 5. I'm going to ver- read the first 10 verses. And because this service is so full, i got about five seconds to give you this. Okay, Everybody, just open your ears wide and I'm going to yell some stuff and sit down. <laughs> Do not speak harshly to a Presbyterian. That's what it says in the Greek. <laughs> Don't speak harshly to an older man. He's talking, there's, I'll get to that. But speak to him as, as to a father, to younger men as brothers, to older women as mothers, to younger women as sisters, with absolute purity. Honor widows who are really widows. If a widow has children or grandchildren, they should first learn their religious duty to their own family and make some repayment to their parents, for this is pleasing in God's sight. 
The real widow, left alone, has set her hope on God and continues in supplications and prayers, night and day. But the widow who lives lives for pleasure is dead even when she lives. Give these commands as well, so that they may be above reproach. And whoever does not provide for relatives, and especially for family members, has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Let a widow be put on the list if she is not less than 60 years old and has been married only once. She must be well attested for her good works as one who has brought up children, shown hospitality, washed the the saints' feet, helped the afflicted, and devoted herself to doing good in every way. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay. Super pragmatic. This is how you walk out caring. This is it. Just in a nutshell. He's, t- he's taken Timothy and he, he's brought him in and just said, okay, this is, how, this is how it's done, son. First, family. See the people to your right and to your left as family. What does that mean? Respect, right? Right? Okay, good. I like, I like a little response. That's excellent. Yes. Right. Speak to your, like, you see an older gentleman? Speak to him as if he's your father. An older woman? As your mother. Sisters and brothers. He's describing, this is how we play nice as a community. This is right at the beginning of the church, Right? These are still the same rules. You walking amongst these people, amongst the folk that are to your right and to your left, this is how we live in the kingdom of God that is to come here. We walk through these doors and we be coming into his presence and we play like we're in heaven. And we play like this is reality because in, in reality it is the reality, Right? This book describes the reality. This world is not the reality. This is the reality. The reality is Charlotte is more my mom since my mom passed away than anyone else on earth. Right? We we become a family. We are a family, right? We don't become. Good job, Mark. You, you, You corrected me. That's awesome. But we are family. Just like Jesus says, you are salt, you are light. Paul is saying, you are family. Act like it. Respect. This is a room where the youngest person gets the same amount of respect as the oldest person. Right? And then he has a word to widows. And he has a word to be shared to widows. And he says, keep it real. Keep your eyes on the prize. Keep it focused. But in doing so, Paul describes real heroes. Right? Did you catch that line? Widows, this is Jason Griffith's language, are the real deal. In a world where People claim to be the real deal. You know, we're, we're, we're told all these certain people who are celebrities and are athletes are to be followed and to be admired. In kingdom world, it's flipped. When's the last time somebody looked you in the face and said, you're the real deal? Jane? Right on. That means we're doing our job, right? Somebody said, Jane said this morning. But we just, we flan that flame. We, like, we throw wood on that. Buzz Coslin is the man, the myth, the legend, right? In this place, there is no one more honored, right, Buzz? Happy birthday on Wednesday. I want donuts. What does this guy want? He's a dentist. He wants apples. What? <laughs> What's wrong with that young man? <laughs> 
But I need to learn from him. I need to learn respect, okay? I'm going to start eating apples on my birthday, okay? Not likely. But uh, <laughs> application. I'm going to go straight to application just because I'm out of time. Um, we are family. Do you remember that song? We are family. All my brothers, sisters, and me. Oh, yeah. We are. Does anybody else? Nobody. They skipped over to the 70s in this place, right? Didn't you have children in the 70s? Didn't they listen to this? I want everyone in this room, that song to be humming in the back of your mind. And those saints, those saints are it, right? It's not a quinky dink. This happened on All Saints Day. Those were real heroes. We are called by Paul right here in this text to remember them. To hold them up and say, this is who I want to be when I grow up. They're real heroes. This room is chock full of real heroes. I wish I had time to name you all, and I wish I had the memory. (laughs) I forget everybody's name all the time, but I still love you very, very much. And I do know from me to you, you are a hero. You're here on a Sunday morning. You're giving your time to God's community. There's so many other things you could be doing. Hear straight from Paul to Timothy via my voice. You are the real deal. You are a hero. And then he ends with, what does he end with? He ends with that last text. And he's talking to the widows, but it spills over into all of us. Do every good deed all the time. Every time I do a wedding, two favorite parts. And you probably know the first part, because every time we ordain or install anybody, or if there's new members, I have everybody turn, and they make a covenant to the couple. You know, like, or the new members. Have you ever been here when I've done that? I love that part of the service. Because that's actually the that's the that's the that's the that's the heart of it. This couple stands up in front and makes the promises. There's no way they have no idea what the heck's going on, right? Anybody been married before? <laughs> the least knowing people are the couple in front, right? But then I have them turn and face the congregation. The congregation says, "I have your back. I'm in your corner." My second favorite part. Is usually during the sermon, at some point I say to the couple, your job from here on out is to race to serve one another more. That's the key. That's the key to a marriage. That's the key to a church family. And let me tell you, <laughs> look around. Take it, honestly, just look around. There's a lot of people sprinting at serving you right now. There's a lot of people in this room that have put in 30 to 40 hours of volunteer hours this week. There's work to do. You got to catch up with those folk. (laughs) All right. That's my sermon. That's what I'm saying. Sticking to it. I'm going to call for the offering. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call for... Um, for those of you at home, you, have, you send your tithes and your offerings to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. Those of us that are here, you put them in the offering plate on the way out. And then just a reminder from the session and the finance committee and all these folks, if you've filled out your pledge card, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you have to do so, please take one of these on your way out. And continue to prayerfully discern how much you're willing to commit to providing in your tithes and your offerings to this local outpost. This morning's tithes and offerings are now received.
Be still, my soul. The Lord is on thy side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to thy God to order and provide. Change the faithful will remain. Be still, my soul, thy best, thy heavenly friend through thorny
Please be seated. And please join me in a word of prayer as we approach the table. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit. I pray that you would raise us up right now that we might break bread with the saints we're remembering today and with you, O King Jesus. I pray that you would continue to fill us up through these elements, through this community, most importantly through you, you, O Holy Spirit. Bless us and keep us. And all God's children said, Amen. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, um, he gathered around the table with his 12 closest friends. And they were celebrating the freedom from slavery feast, the Passover meal. And he said, this bread, and he was probably holding some unleavened bread that symbolized getting out of Egypt so fast that they couldn't wait for the bread to rise. He said, this bread, with this bread, I'm making a new covenant with you all. He says, this is no longer that Passover bread. This is now my body broken for you. So if you have uh, one of these little pod things, you peel back the top layer. And this is Christ's body. The body of Christ broken for you. In the same way, he took the cup and he said, This is the cup of the new covenant shed in my blood for you for the forgiveness of sin. As often as you drink this, do so. In remembrance of me. When we take this cup and when we take this bread, we proclaim the death of our Lord Jesus Christ until he comes again. Take and drink in remembrance. Pray with me. God of glory, in this holy feast, You have made us one with Christ and with that great multitude of the faithful, those who hunger and thirst no more and worship night and day in your temple. Lead us in the paths of righteousness and guide us to the springs of the water of life until we join the choir of the redeemed, singing, Salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne, and to the Lamb, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. announcement I forgot at the beginning of the service is I was reached out to uh, Tara Lee Stevenson from Love Costa Mesa. Actually, Trellis, everybody knows what Trellis is. Trellis is now going nationwide. So Costa Mesa's Trellis is now Love Costa Mesa. That's just an information bulletin. Love Costa Mesa is organizing a prayer walk around 20 different campuses in Costa Mesa. And that's happening tomorrow. And if you want to pray over Costa Mesa High School, their staff, the students, and this the facility, we're just going to walk around the facility and pray starting at 8.30 in the morning. I'm going to be right in front of the thing in the sidewalk. Just meet me there at 8.30. And then the second thing I forgot to announce at the beginning, right after this service, We have chili and cornbread, but we also have potato soup for those of you who don't like chili. I guess there's a couple people that don't like chili. Would you please just put your hands out, and I'll give us a benediction for this morning. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today 
tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen. Amen.